0: Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Why, hello there, happy damn Monday to you, 7 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean, how are you? Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You know, it's got a thing in my brain that's bugging me, and I want to lay it out here before you guys, and, and maybe I most of you will... Uh, uh, I guess probably have the same question I do, but I, I am. It is something I'm increasingly curious about. How come American liberals are so hateful and violent? Why? What is that? What, what's, have we all? Can we all just embrace that idea that the violent person in the room is probably going to be a freaking liberal puke? Because I tell you what, I'm coming in here on a Monday and uh, was, you know, looking at the news yesterday and trying to stack the show. And what am I going to talk about? And frankly, most of the news that uh, was there, and most of the news that I have today, is like this Jew hatred stuff, hatred of the Jews. Sorry, you don't get to be just merely pro Palestinian when you're talking to me. It's it's outward open. Right there in front of your face, hatred of the Jews. They're they're starting to leech now into Christmas celebrations. Uh, these a holes because you know we're we're well Jesus was a Jew I guess I don't know. Uh, we let's see a couple of examples here in L.A. on Friday night, bunch of uh, Jew hating radicals, liberals. Uh, marched uh, in, I guess, uh, across a fundraiser for Joe Biden. Uh, they spray-painted uh, anti-Jewish stuff uh, on the walls of a synagogue. And they also vandalized a local church. Uh, let's see. Pro-Palestinian uh, Jew-hating activists uh, disrupted the Christmas tree lighting in Rockefeller Center in New York uh in michigan michigan uh jew hating uh protesters uh there was a uh, tried to uh shout down a kid's choir at a christmas tree lighting in michigan because you know those evil little kids singing their christmas songs they probably support the jews too uh code pink uh proudly uh posting uh yesterday we disrupted a christmas sing-along in chicago to draw attention to the genocide in palestine i'm just you know i'm just curious uh, it, it, tranny violence you know we we talked about that before where if you're a, a dude and you want to live as a woman uh you you want to be able to compete against biological women in their sports because you're a mediocre athlete and you stack up all the championships and the trophies and the Championship money, and if anybody says anything about it, well, you want to kick their ass. If women, biological women, have an issue with a dude being in their bathroom or their locker room, well, the dude gets a kicker ass. Violence seems to be the the recourse uh, of choice for the people who, classically in this country, cannot shut up about how it's you know love's got to win, love wins. And we're fighting for the voiceless, you know, and the marginalized. We're allies of these groups, uh, and certainly they buy into the the mythology that you know uh, anybody who disagrees with them is just some sort of MAGA hat wearing extremist. This is official. This is a term that is now official policy in this country from this administration and a lot of political types in this country that if you disagree with the extremist leftist agenda, which includes hating Jews right now, because you're not cool if you ain't hating on the Jews right now, and you you don't like any of this, you disagree with any of this stuff, you're an extremist mega-Republican. And you're the worst filth in the universe, even though the people who seem to be engaging in the most violent uh, kinds of, uh, of activities and protests tend to be people on the left. Why, why, what is it with you guys? So seriously, w- w- you-, you can't shut up about how you feel. In- you know, somebody flies an American freaking flag, you, you feel unsafe, right? Uh, You see anybody around you talking about Jesus or America in a positive way, suddenly you feel threatened. And Tranny Chick who shot up that elementary school a couple of years ago, you know, she felt unsafe. And yet the only people who seem to be about the business of making other people feel unsafe is, well, you. (laughs) Why is that? Is there a liberal idiot out there who can educate me on this one topic? Can you explain to me the Jew hatred thing going on right now? Can you explain to me why it's open season on Jews? You peace-loving weirdos. You you, you know what I mean? You, 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 you hippie wannabes. You're supposed to be the peaceful crowd, right? You're supposed to be the loving crowd. The crowd just stuffed full of empathy, right, for other human beings, and yet you don't appear to have much. I don't know if this country is going to survive. I, I, I'm not trying to bum you out. We got some funny stuff I'm going to get to at some point today. It's getting increasingly more difficult to scrape up funny crap to talk about in this world as a professional commentator because when I go through the news, it's just a lot of hatred and violence. And yeah, we're what are we out, James? Two weeks out from Christmas now. At this point, is it two weeks? One, two, three. I'm going to assume you're going to see more and more attacks on Christians and Christmas, because we're so closely uh, associated with the Jews that, well, they might as well be hating us too, right? Might as well well start taking down some Christmas celebrations in the name of freaking Palestine. Nah, I'm just curious. I'd really like to know. And if you are a liberal, if you're a proud liberal, or you proudly wear the label progressive... Because you guys also keep changing your labels up because, I guess, people get a little too critical on a certain label, so you got to switch it up so you don't have to feel so bad. And I guess liberal is now a bad word. You're merely progressives. You're progressing towards something. What you appear to be progressing towards is more hatred, more violence, more judgment. Ooh, I know you don't like that word. But if you're, if you're a peace-loving Democrat, how, how do you... Where are you in all this? If you're a peace-loving Democrat, and you consider yourself to be an old-school liberal, and you were fighting war and violence and hatred amongst people, and you want everybody to love on each other, you know, love wins. It should win, right? Well, if you are a peace-loving Democrat, where are you with the Israeli Hamas thing? Are you hating on the Jews, too? Is that where you are? You think all this is justified in some way? Because I'd love to hear it, man. I'd love to hear the freaking argument for all this Jew hatred I'm seeing in the country right now. Because it disgusts me. And I don't know to what extent uh, this involves people who are propagandists or instigators. We saw this uh, a lot on January 6th. We saw this during the George Floyd riots. No, they were riots, not peaceful protests. So obviously there's a contingent of people that that's just what they do, you know. They want craziness and madness in the streets, and so they infiltrate these these uh, these uh, gatherings of folks. But by and large, there's also a lot of people who are making a choice to be there. And I'm just trying to find out if you're just a rank-and-file Democrat and you supported Joe Biden, and you want to vote Democrat again uh, in about 11 months or however long it is. I'd like to know where you are on all this uh, hatred of the Jews. I mean, how, how, which side of that are you on? You have a side, right? Curious. Here's Ed. Ed, how are you? Hey, good morning. Hey. Uh, you know, all these protesters, if they
1: had to go live in the Middle East, where do you think they'd want to move in a big hurry? <laughs>
0: Well, a lot of these protesters, if they went to live in the Middle East, would learn about gravity and physics very, very quickly uh, once our ass gets tossed off a very tall building or a bridge. (laughs) They'd be begging begging to move to Israel in short order. Yeah, they would. They'd be begging to come back here. (laughs) At least for the moment. Ed, I appreciate the call, at least for the moment, of course. Okay. Two, all right. Thanks for the call, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Just curious. You're the peace loving folks, right? Dean, should I talk to him real quick? Dean, how are you? Hey there.
2: Doing good. Thanks for answering my call. Sure. Uh, I'm. I'm calling because I am actually a fairly young person. I'm, I just turned thirty a few months ago, and honestly, um, with all the stuff that I'm seeing regarding this uh, in the news uh it just kind of escalates and it's been changing and it fluctuates because if you notice people will come up with their own uh theories or opinions or ideas and that's where the disagreement comes in and uh, i noticed that you know when it fir- the f- attack first happened everyone was really supporting israel and then all these uh, pro palestinian people were just starting to come out of the woodwork like like they're coming out of a factory
0: Maybe to a certain extent, in a, in a kind of a way, they are. Maybe there's an ideological factory. Uh, maybe it's called the American University at this point, where, you know, you, you have, in my opinion, you have an education system, both the public education system and the collegiate, collegiate system, that uh, they're really more propagandists at this point, and uh, folks were about indoctrination. Than anything else so you know uh, it's it, again they're it's the cool thing to 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 be pro-palestinian so to speak or anti-israel and uh and they're running with it i mean uh, i i get what you're saying uh they're they're obviously uh having their little heads filled with this stuff by somebody and i think largely they're educators now they're are they making a choice though when they go out there without any knowledge of their own or research or efforts on their own behalf to educate themselves about the things they're screaming about? No. But, you know, I appreciate the call. There's obviously a bunch of people uh, in this country that want this and think this is great. Uh, It's disgusting to me, but uh, what do I know? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi wishing you a Merry Christmas from everyone at News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I have a very important question to ask you, and I want you to ponder this and call us up, if you so choose. 210-599-5555. Does ketchup belong on tamales? Is it okay to put ketchup on tamales? Because I got some tamales. Uh, James and Don, I want to thank my uh, good brother, uh, Jesse. Jesse uh, heard me talk about tamales. I love tamales. I love tamales all year round, but I really love tamales at, at Christmas time. And, sweetheart, I didn't even know what a tamale was until I moved to South Texas. I had no idea. Just what a rolled little piece of goodness a tamale is. And so Jesse brought me four dozen tamales, dude. Chicken and beef.
3: Yeah, buddy.
0: Bunch of hot sauce, big old tub of beans from El Chaparral.
3: Ooh, yeah.
0: Uh, Trey took a dozen. You got a dozen, right? Mm-hmm. And now you have tasked me with doing something. You you put ketchup on tamales. I think my wife puts ketchup on tamales, too. I'm not sure.
3: I do ketchup and salsa.
0: Ke- ketchup yeah. and salsa. And you say the ketchup on, but it, with a salsa mix, is ketchup on tamales is good.
3: Yeah, I love it.
0: But you also said that this is like a point of contention.
3: Yeah, it is. With people. <laughs> it is. People. This is an issue. Oh, yeah. no, here we go. <laughs> it's true. I get the, how do you call yourself a Mexican? Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on. We can get some calls. So though. if
0: I dipped my tamales in honey mustard with that, well, I'm a white whoa, guy, though. Whoa,
3: whoa. Okay, now you're getting Yeah, crazy. you've gone too now far yeah. I've
0: Now I've crossed a line. Lunatic.
3: <laughs> he, even I know
0: you shouldn't do that. I put honey. Why well, I put Chick Fil A sauce? In it. Should I dip a, t- a tamale in Chick Fil A sauce? No, it's a, it's a Jesus condiment. Doesn't make any difference. So, I, but I may, t- but I may, I may try a little ketchup just to see. Mm. But I've never had ketchup on a tamale, but I might try it.
3: Do the spicy ketchup because you already know you like spicy ketchup.
0: And I got a lot of that from Whataburger. We yeah. don't go to Whataburger anymore, but I got like <laughs> four dozen packets of spicy ketchup from Burger. You know,
3: just drizzle a little. You don't need to drown it in ketchup, right. but it goes very well with tamales. Mm. I'm
0: not going to start like a big argument, am I?
3: No. Uh, you're, you and Let's your mother-in-law might get along now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas
0: miracle.
4: <laughs> oh, mijo, I knew I liked you for a reason.
5: You there's put a ketchup Hallmark on your right tamales. You.
4: There you go. The tamale miracle on Culebra. <laughs> Tonight on the Hallmark Journal. I'm
0: going to try it. TJ, how are you? People are calling on
5: this. Oh, happy Monday, sir. Hey, man. Some some little, some little abuela somewhere is making those tamales, and she hears you putting ketchup on it. Oh, there is going to be hell to pay.
3: Oh,
0: see? Oh, yeah, see?
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> James is leading me down the uh, the primrose path there. I might get in trouble. So you're saying yeah, people who you're, make you're... tamales take issue with people putting... Like, like if I made a really great steak and somebody doused a bunch of ketchup on it, maybe I'd be upset. Is that what you're saying?
5: Sort of, yeah. It's, it's that, that, that love and everything they put into that little roll of the masa and everything, and then you go put ketchup on it. It was like I could see them breaking their hearts. Just just terrible, terrible.
4: Yeah. It, it's like, going to make
0: her it cry. It's like metaphorically peeing on the tamales. Like, here's what I think of you know, your tamales. Wait. I'm going to slather some ketchup on them.
5: Hey, I've, I've got a real simple answer for your your question as to why the progressive the I call them the angry left. And oh, they're
0: violent and hateful. They are.
5: They are, and here is here is a simple issue: if you know K N O W, if you know God, then you know peace. It's right. Pretty simple. With no God and oh God, there is no peace. Right. These people haven't read a Bible. They don't have any concept of joy. They don't have any concept of, of love. They don't have a concept of history. Right. They've completely erased that from the education system.
0: I agree. They I, don't d- know
5: where they've been.
0: Well, they I, I got to run. I'm just know. up against the. I'm up against the clock here. Thank you so much, TJ. It's always a pleasure. I, I know since I've embraced God, I got more peace in my life. So two one zero. Well, uh, more people calling up about the ketchup on, the ketchup on Tamale's controversy. So two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News five fifty KTSa. News talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Happy Monday. we got some people on hold here. I'm not sure if they want to talk about Palestine, the Jews, or they want to talk about, talk about ketchup on tamales. <laughs> you know what? The news sucks so bad today, I'm fine talking about ketchup on tamales. Are you for it or against it? Draw a line in the sand. Make a choice, man. Whose side you on? Here's uh, TJ. TJ, how are you?
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Great. What are you thinking?
1: Before I'm thinking that I was going through withdrawals because I couldn't get my phone to stream you guys.
0: Oh
2: no! And
1: bad enough, bad enough. The weekend had passed, and I was going through like a little, like a little mini depression because I couldn't have you guys. And anyhow, <laughs> so, ketchup on tamales is a no-no. no, 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 no
0: ketchup on tamales, huh?
1: Maybe some sour cream and avocado.
0: Oh, man, James just salad? gave you a reaction. Oh, sour my God. Cream? Okay. Now, I like sour cream on Mexican stuff.
1: Oh,
3: I've never tried <laughs> it on
1: Mexican tamales. Even better, but ketchup, but so- come on, man.
3: Come <laughs> on, oh, man. Nombre, no, what's wrong with
1: you? <laughs> oh,
0: this is funny. <laughs> oh man. I don't know, Jimmy. She told you out. She did, man.
4: I told you this is this is a big deal. And well, I here's what? the thing that gets me. And not so much that you want to put ketchup on your tamales, but the reason you're doing it is because Jimmy said it was okay. Well, who me? Yeah. I'm I no, I'm look, I'm
0: Sweden. I, I got no I, I haven't tried the ketchup on the tamales yet. I may like it. I may not like it. I'm gonna try it. Because James is firmly on the side of ketchup. TJ uh, was firmly on the side of no ketchup. Yeah. I'm a facilitator. I'm trying (laughs) to have a dialogue and bring these two sides together. Okay? I'm uncommitted. I'm non-committed. I have not had the tamales with ketchup on them yet. You're going to love it. I might love it. This is like the beans and chili thing.
3: It
4: doesn't matter.
0: Beans don't belong in chili, man. That's just wrong. That's what evil people do and people who vote Democrat. I'm just saying. I'm gonna try. I'll try the ketchup, and maybe I'll love. It. See, my I don't know. I I'm, I'm talking out of my butt to a certain extent because I can't remember if my wife likes ketchup on tamales or not. But my life, my wife likes ketchup on other things that I don't understand. Like my wife puts ketchup on eggs, which I think is icky. Right. So I, I don't know where she is on the tamale, you know, controversy.
4: <laughs> but, but she puts ketchup on her eggs. My wife my
0: my wife would put ketchup on a Hershey bar, you know, if she right. if she could get away with it. So I So let
4: me ask you this question. What? The first time you saw your wife put ketchup on her scrambled eggs, did you call the police?
0: No, I didn't call the food right. cops. should have I did give a reaction. <laughs> well, maybe I should have. <laughs> what the hell's this? She's putting ketchup on her eggs. It's got to be illegal. So I, I don't know, but I, I'm, I, I will, I, I've taken James, I've uh, taken his advice on many occasions uh, when it comes to food stuff and other things, and he's always right. So I, mm. I, I'll give it a shot. You're gonna try this, okay? Like I said, I, I'm not pulling for either team. All right, I'm just gonna try it.
4: Yeah. He it's, just put all the pressure on you, Jimmy. It's science, Don. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Trust science. the science, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> who should i go to Ro- rosa uh rosabella or is it rosabella am i saying it correctly yes Rose. hey you how are. you doing what are you thinking
1: good morning hey. how are you great i'm i'm calling the tamales no ketchup <laughs> no, no ketchup, ketchup. Just, salsa. just salsa either rojo or verde pero no ketchup that's a
0: no-no I'm also noticing that largely the female side of the audience seem to be the ones who are anti ketchup on tamales.
4: Because they're the ones making the tamales.
0: Oh, see how you are. Yes. Oh, Made oh. It what with a my patriarchal thing no to ketchup. say. <laughs> no ketchup on tamales.
1: No, no, no.
0: All right, Roosevelt, I'll try. I'm, okay. I'm still going to try it. Yeah, I'm not even a big okay. ketchup fan. I thank you, thank you. I, I don't even do ketchup on a lot of stuff anymore. But we'll see.
3: All right, we're getting a lot of no, no, no's.
0: Didn't, so I, I haven't heard, and what? In fact, we, have we heard one positive voice out there in the wilderness
3: about ketchup well, on tamales? Last, last time we brought this up, we did. We had two callers that said, "Yeah, um, Mike. Mike, how are you?"
1: Well, I have to disagree, guys, because a lot of times we grew up poor, and the only thing we had underneath the tree was tamales, so we'd have something to unwrap and. We put some ketchup on there to give it some color, so mm. I will never eat another tamale without ketchup. A boy, oh, there you
3: go. Miguelito.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, oh, that's it, guys. Don't crack me up. But, yeah, I mean, that's the way it's, it's got to be, so that's the reason we have tamales during Christmas.
0: All that's right. Wrap. Something to wrap, man. I appreciate your call, Mike. Thanks for your honesty. I am no- noticing a gender gap here, though. I am noticing that right. the women are calling up saying no ketchup on the tamales. Dudes are like, nah, man, I want some ketchup on the tamales. And I don't know. I'm 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 torn, just like Natalie and Brulia. I'm torn, and I don't I don't know which way to go. I, I'm going to try it either way. Should I tr- talk to this person, Alejandro? How are you? I'm Wilter. Well, how are you, Uncle Sean? I'm doing great, man. What are you? Where are you on the ketchup factor?
5: You know what? I, I lived in Mexico for 14 years where the tamales are made, and I use ketchup.
0: I ah, see? Bam, now bam. he's going old world on us. Directly from the motherland, using ketchup. <laughs> 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 That's gross. Uh, who's that? Dude, do you have your wife with <laughs> you on the phone?
5: Yes, it's this is Sandra.
2: That's disgusting. <laughs> 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 Blah.
4: <laughs> Blah. <laughs>
0: Dude, <laughs> That's so funny. There's going to be trouble in paradise tonight, brother.
5: Yeah. Oh, there's always trouble in paradise. That's fun. <laughs> I
0: know what you mean. I didn't say that. All right, Alejandro, well, uh, good luck uh, over the dinner table tonight. So you say yes. You're actually more Mexican y if you put ketchup on your tamales. That's but crazy. your significant other is going, this crows gross, yeah. bleh.
1: She's from the valley. She
3: doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> si se puede. Si se puede. <laughs> We're
0: going to be fighting for the Alamo again all over again here. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Thank you both for joining us. All right. Oh, man. I appreciate it.
3: Daily My... Mail going to cover this story, too, in San Antonio? <laughs> it may. I guess so. Apparently, I'm Alex from Stone. Area, I'm
0: Alex Stone, and tensions are rising again over condiments on tamales. One side says ketchup, yes. The other side says ketchup, no. The governor has sent national guardsmen in uh, to protect both sides as they haggle over their differences. I'm Alex Stone. All right, so we'll see.
4: And it's all Trump's fault. It's all Trump. It's
0: all Trump's <laughs> fault. I love ketchup on tamales. <laughs> I've been putting ketchup on tamales since I was a little boy in New York. I don't know what these people are talking about. Oh, man. Is a tamale without ketchup really a tamale? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to win. I'm going to win because I want to make tamales great again. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> 210 599 We'll take a little break. We'll be right back. Oh, Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Yeah. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Uh, we've stumbled into a hornet's nest of a controversy here. Do you put ketchup on tamales or do you, do you not put ketchup on tamales? We've heard both sides of this argument trying to be fair and let everybody speak uh just so you know because uh, my our buddy uh, our friend jesse uh brought us uh four dozen tamales this morning and james has been telling me that i need to try them with ketchup and that's when everything went crazy and people started calling up and i'm fine alex we're going to talk to you here in a second and I'm fine talking about condiments on tamales on a Monday because the news sucks. I mean, I the only other, I got it's all anti-jew stuff is what we're dealing with today in in the news. I got a prostitute in San Francisco uh that a dude hired to do what prostitutes do. They they go hook up in some parking lot somewhere in San Francisco. One of the menu items is served up uh, if you get my meaning and uh then the trans, the, well, the prostitute informs the customer that she's not really a girl, she's a dude, she's a trans dude, so the, the customer didn't want to pay. <laughs> Wasn't going to hand over money because they felt there was some little uh, false advertising there, and so the prostitute allegedly killed the customer. Prostitute gets picked up, arrested, goes to jail. The prostitute, who is a dude, uh, the tranny prostitute's public defender, is now arguing that it's cruel to to keep the tranny prostitute in a cell with other dudes, that's the world we live in. So, ketchup on tamales? Yeah, I'd rather go with that. To be honest with, you. there's a die-in going at going on at the Senate now. Outside the Senate, outside Capitol Hill, uh, a bunch of uh, anti-Jew, anti-Jewish uh, protesters are having a die-in, and they just we just watched them. Uh, the cops, Capitol Police, picking them up off the ground. There's really just nothing more precious than people who don't have to worry about dying having a (laughs) die-in. The one thing you're not going to have to worry about is getting killed for your beliefs, at least for the moment. So ketchup on tamales, I'm fine with it as a discussion. Alex, how are you? Doing well, brother. What are you thinking? Uh, Work with what what you got. Ketchup if it's there, right? Well, if Um, it it works, if it's tasty, if it's not, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm all going right. to find out. I'll Common try it. Sense. Common sense, but uh, yeah, to compliment
5: that, brother, um, they're all forms of flatbread, and tortillas are one of them.
0: <laughs> what says?
5: I said they're all forms of flat bread, and tortillas are one of them.
0: Tortillas are a kind of flatbread. Yeah. So I should feel better about my diet and my <laughs> the more tortillas <laughs> I eat.
5: But, <laughs> but um, I guess I guess the, I guess uh, to, to answer it, the tamales with hummus and homemade salsa. You put hummus? What, what's this? Hummus do you make top,
0: tamales with hummus?
5: You yeah, know, top it off with some hummus and homemade salsa.
0: Ooh, that's hippie. So that sounds good. You know, I, love I love hummus. I love hummus.
5: Yeah, it's already filling as it is, but yeah. And I guess also the big, big, big question would be, do we eat the, tor- the tamale with the husk or do we take off the husk?
0: Well, yeah, you take off the husk. You don't want to be Bill Clinton, do you? Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford. Was it Gerald Ford who ate the the tamale husk? Yes, he did. Ooh.
5: Wellness. Wellness. Take
0: care. Thank you. See, <laughs> even I didn't make that mistake when I got here. You know why? Because I spent a lot of time in Delaware. You know what grows in Delaware? Corn. There, they, There's a lot of corn growing in Delaware. So when I saw my first tamale, I was like, oh, it's wrapped in a corn husk. Like, I knew what a corn husk was. But I know other people who did not know what a corn husk was and actually tried to bite the thing. Corn husk and all. How do you make that mistake? Now, hey, I'm just going to be honest with you. How do you, I don't care if you're a carpet bagger, like, how do you not look at a thing and realize it's wrapped in a corn husk? So the corn husk part isn't the part you eat. Now, I've also been shelling shrimp my whole life. So, you know, maybe that uh, worked to my advantage. Was it Gerald Ford who actually tried to eat one? Yeesh. <laughs> Did he? I wonder what his first reaction. Well, because I've seen the YouTube videos of people doing that, where they take a bite out of a tamale and they don't realize that you're supposed to take the, the husk off. And you can see the look in their eye like, this is what people have been talking about? This tastes like ass. It's like, Well, yeah, dumbass, you left the husk on. Not. Right. 210 Uh what else do we have here? Oh yeah, just very briefly, uh Alex Jones has uh, had his Twitter account or it's now X. Can we stop saying that? Have we reached the point where we can actually say it's X and we don't have to keep saying formerly Twitter? I'm not even on X and I know what X is. And Alex Jones got his, his X account reinstated. And they had a big uh, thing, I guess, with him and Tucker and Elon and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy was in on some kind of big conference call or podcast thingy or whatever. And uh, I guess Vivek at some point uh, was heard peeing. He, he, he had to go. Oh, gosh. Is that <laughs> and uh, I guess he admitted to it. Eesh. It's Vivek Ramaswamy on a, a conference call with Alex Jones. Well, actually, it was technically from police squad, but it might as well. I actually listened to it this morning. Sounds like he's taking a leak. Is not that kind of the Zoom world in which we live in, though, at this point? My wife, with her with her schooling, does a lot of Zoom stuff. And I got to be conscious of that when I walk into the, because her computer is set up in the bedroom. I got to be conscious when I roll into the bedroom that I'm dressed. That I'm not breaking wind as I'm walking across the room. Or, you know, I got to I be, gotta be cognizant of the fact that there might be cameras and microphones. It's just the world we live in at this point. Why does that not surprise me, though, about Vivek? Like, that's a, th- there's a guy who can't wait for anything, let alone that. You know what I mean? So uh, that's the only other news story. We'll, we'll talk. Maybe we'll get into the. Uh, I heard Trey talking about social media and that stuff uh, earlier today. This is a social media story with the Alex Jones thing. And uh, maybe we'll we'll have that conversation. Uh, we'll revisit our relationship with social media in general and where are we with it. Also, black trick, black chick tries to burn down ML, you know, MLK's house in Atlanta. That's great. Sean Reimer, nine till eleven. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Hour number two on a Monday. We're getting there. And the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Yeah, the story over the weekend, I guess this happened on Friday, is that Alex Jones had his Twitter account uh, reinstated by Elon uh alex jones to his credit you know I'm, i've never been a huge fan uh and a lot of my issues with alex jones uh had to do with had to do with frankly nine eleven. Uh, uh you know and he's a conspiracy guy and it's done he's, he's done very well uh you know he's he's i think we'll <laughs> find like billions of dollars though with the sutherland springs thing yeah i He's a, he's a provocative guy, and he's done very well, and he's being, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a lot of the stuff that Alex Jones and Trey and I talk about this a lot uh, has actually come true, so a lot of people are looking at that guy a little differently, but he's, now on, he's back on X, and uh, uh, Alex Jones and Tucker are doing a lot of stuff. Tucker's now, uh, I guess you would say, complete, you know, his whole thing is now online. He's not broadcast anymore. He's not on Fox, obviously. And so he's uh, uh, uh did the whole Glenn Beck trip where he's he's coming up with his own media group, basically. And uh so a lot of us, you know, social media is is a major part of our lives, whether we like it or we don't like it. I'm one of those guys where I haven't followed Tucker since he went off of Fox i don't watch alex jones i i don't see a lot of the stuff that's online once it goes completely online and partially it's because of the way i prep and i i when i go on the air i I try to uh carry with me uh whatever the big news stories are of the day that everybody's kind of talking about and i give my thoughts on that and then i talk about a lot of other stuff that's just kind of funny and trying to crack you up and stuff so i i don't I I don't pursue a lot of these guys once they go off, you know, the seven o'clock slot on my TV. It doesn't mean I think it's anything wrong with what they're doing. I you know, we do live in a social media world, and if you really want to have an impact, that's probably the way to go. You're going to get many more people looking at you and listening to you uh, in in that venue and on these platforms than you do uh, in the more traditional. Uh, media outlets and frankly a lot of the traditional media outlets are very obviously completely they, they've completely lost their souls as far as what's propaganda and what's news so I, I don't fault anybody and for 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 getting their information that way in fact you're probably better off and more informed or better informed um, I, I personally am just not that guy uh, I go on the air every day with more stuff than I can ever get to and I don't go on air with it nearly as much as what a lot of people do. I'm just, it's, I have a, a certain way of doing my little kung fu thing here. Everybody's got their own kind of kung fu when it comes to doing this for a living. And I've kind of had a weird relationship with social media up to this point, which I've been pretty vocal about over the course of the past, well, hell, almost 20 years since we all started doing this stuff. And I've, I've arrived at a place of comfort in my relationship with social media. Uh, and my place of comfort is this. I'm an older guy. I do Facebook. It's the older guy's social medium or social media platform. Um, I talk about my life on, so, on Facebook. I, uh, you know, promote my, my books uh my my literary works if you can call them that uh on Facebook. i post a lot of videos of my cats because i find them interesting and i feel like i've arrived at a place where i sort of use face because i don't do anything else i don't do x i don't do instagram i don't do any of that stuff i don't follow it i don't go on it uh but for me i feel like i'm kind of using facebook the way it's a it's it was designed or at least we were told it was supposed to be which is a way to keep up with old friends uh i'm you know i'm an older guy now at this point and uh i don't i'm frankly i don't socialize much off the air <laughs> I, got, I i don't like going i don't like going anywhere anymore <laughs> i'm that guy get off my lawn uh i got a. we have a relatively small group of friends that we interact with i got my buddy randy we hook up and we got our friends that we go and have a, a monthly dinner or lunch and we keep up with each other's lives and stuff but by and large i'm you know i'm not a social guy anymore and so frankly yeah i do a lot of my socializing on facebook and i don't feel bad about that i'm fine with it <laughs> you know i i I, I'm kind of at this place where I, I sort of dig the, the place that Facebook has in my life. And uh, I, I, I try to be watchful in a sense, not much, but in a sense that I don't let it dominate my freaking existence. But it serves a really decent purpose or it serves a, a cool purpose for me right now. But certainly social media itself as a phenomenon has changed the world. And I don't think in a healthy way, by and large, and people who, who get off social media, and well, we know some folks who aren't on it at all. My best friend of nigh on 40 years doesn't do any social media at all. Uh, I got a few other friends that don't do any social media at all. And I, I admire people who, don't, who make that choice not to be on social media at all. And uh, I think it's probably a healthy and wise choice. Uh, what I've tried to do is just limit it and keep it sort of in its place in my existence, and it serves a purpose there. But I, I, people who do TikTok videos every day, my wife has even told me like you You ought to do TikTok videos." I've had all kinds of people say you should. Back in the day, you should be on Twitter, Sean. You should do Twitter. Now X, you need to be on X because there's you know you can reach an unlimited amount of people. You should do Instagram, you should do all this and I just that to to spend a, a large portion of my day maintaining multiple platforms every single freaking day and producing new content every freaking day. I'm just that frankly, no, I'm not interested in. I'm just not. And I, I think with a lot of things, it, it really has to do with perspective and and what something means to you in your existence. And uh, as long as it's really just Facebook and this little box in my life, uh, and I sell a few books every now and again, I'm cool. Catch up and keep, maintain relationships with old friends, I'm cool. People dig my little stupid videos of my cats, I'm cool. But it's just, it's taken over, in a sense, the national consciousness as far as how people live their lives, what they strive for. I think if there's an unhealthy, if the most unhealthiest thing about social media uh, is this idea, in a sense, of fame for fame's sake. and That I, I want to be famous just to be famous. And so if I could post a video that makes me famous, then that's the goal. Not why you're drawing attention to yourself or what it's all about or what's the meaning of it. Just fame for fame's sake. Americans have always had a fascination and an obsession, in a sense, with celebrity and with fame. And it's just now everybody wants it. And the fact is, a lot of people can get it who never, never would have had any kind of opportunity to be famous or to be renowned or to have a whole lot of people paying attention to them at any other time in human existence before social media you can literally become internationally famous in a handful of minutes and i don't know that drive to be famous that drive to be an on celebrity an online celebrity i don't know that that's healthy and certainly people living their entire lives on social media and that's all there is is their life on social media i don't think that's healthy I don't think you know elevating yourself or trying to make your life into look make it look like something other than what it is, and look how stinking perfectly happy I am. I don't think that idea is healthy either, but again, it's like a lot of things you you always have a choice as far as what it means to you in your life and I think the thing to remember about social media is we still control it. It doesn't control us. How much it controls you is your choice. Where I get a little dicey with artificial intelligence, (laughs) which is kind of the next natural evolution of what we're all doing on social media, is that at some point, and maybe some point very, very quickly, well, that will be thinking for you. That will be living your life for you. That will be making choices and decisions that you ought to be making. And I I, I do, I get a really bad feeling about the artificial intelligence thing. Uh, And as I say all the time, it's going to feel great. Just like social media, when it first came out on the scene, felt great for a lot of folks. We're all on it one way or the other. But again, we have to remember that we are in control of this stuff. And that's what scares me about AI, is that what happens when we don't have control over this stuff and it starts deciding stuff for us then i think we're in a bad way but where are you with social media what's your what's your relationship with it at this point 2105 james was telling me a great story and i've done this before i'm not going to get into details unless you want to but you know there's also a lot of cool stuff you can see online that maybe doesn't get as much attention as a lot of the negative stuff and you know, people watching some guy get 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 the crap beat out of him and not intervening, and they're just sort of taping it, you know, or recording it.
3: Yeah, I don't watch that. And stuff.
0: That stuff's just depressing as all hell. But you see people, you do see the It's nice when you see a social media thing or a YouTube thing that is somebody just being nice to somebody or something, you know, really positive, and that gets that goes viral.
3: Yeah, there's this guy that just cleans up people's yards for him. That's all he does. Yeah. And he's like, just you know, you know, give me a click, a like, or whatever. It helps me do this for free for people right. every now and then. Right. I like watching that stuff. Or when someone helps a, a homeless dude get a haircut so he looks nice and sharp. Right. You know, that's good stuff to watch.
0: That, and that's the stuff that I think is healthy to watch. I, you know, we <laughs> we need more of that in this world. But you and I both know this, that a lot of the other crap, a lot of the good stuff that you see online gets drowned out by all the really awful and negative crap, and that's unfortunate. 210 599 5555. 210 599 5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. Hey there, it's Mark, wishing you and yours a Merry Christmas from everybody at News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back, News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Speaking of being online, Margaret, who is our biggest listener, Margaret is there for us every day. And I just got a message from Margaret Margaret, about an hour ago when I first went on the air. Can you not think of anything better to discuss? Awful show. Margaret, you listen every day, Maggie. You, 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 you're complaining every day about what I'm talking about on the air, but you complain every day, which means... You're listening every day, Margaret. No, Margaret, today I can't actually think of anything better to discuss. This is as good as it's going to get, Maggie. Wake up, Maggie. I think I got something to say to you. This is the show. If you hate it, then don't listen. But you keep listening.
3: She's there for us every day, James. She puts mayonnaise on her tamales, I can tell. I bet you put mayonnaise on
0: your tamales, Maggie. Like a white chick, don't you? Don't you? How about a little tartar sauce in that tamale, Maggie. How's that? How's that strike you? A little tartar sauce. Anyway, so the. <laughs> yes, I'm just saying, if if your big threat to me is that you're going to leave, you're going to stop listening to this show, but you do that every single day because you're listening every single day, I'm winning. Anyway. 210 599 210 599 Yeah, I actually watched a little football yesterday. I'll let you recover. I, I, I'm not a football fan. I don't understand it. I don't know what those people are doing. I'm a baseball guy, and I'm not even a big... I mean, I like baseball, and I'm actually kind of sad because there's no baseball going on right now. This is the dark side of the moon for me uh, every year until we get the spring. But even in my love of baseball, as I've told you before, I'm not a stats guy. I can't tell you who's got the best record of doing anything. I'm a simple cave dweller. You hit the little ball with a stick, run around the bases. Football, I don't know what the hell those people are doing. I just don't know what they're doing. I don't I don't know what a down is. I thought it was a blanket. I don't know. Uh, but yesterday, and I, I have been talking to you more and more about this. TV sucks, man. It's just, you know. And we saw a couple of good Hallmark movies over the weekend, but by the time we get to yesterday, all, we, we've actually reached the point of saturation with the Hallmark programming, in that many of the movies we've both seen multiple times, right? So Hallmark was a bunch of movies that we'd already seen, and even the ones that I hadn't seen were not my wife's favorite Hallmark movies, so there's nothing on Hallmark. Uh turned over to the news for about an hour, got everything I needed in about an hour, and the news was depressing the crap out of us, so I turned off the news. There's, you know, nothing else really going on, so I'm I'm going through the channels there, and I notice there's a, a football game with that Taylor Swift guy. I don't even who are they, the Chiefs, is that what they're called? Kansas City what? Chiefs. Chiefs. And the Taylor Swift guy is on that team, right? And so the game had just started, or it, was, it had been on. I said, hey, baby, because my wife used to watch a lot of football. My wife was a lifelong NFL fan. And then the Colin Kaepernick thing happened, and it started getting political. And my wife was one of those people who, you know what, blank football, blank the NFL. I'm not interested. I'm not going to watch. Her dad was a Vietnam vet, or, you know, her brother's a cop. And, and she just felt like you know I don't want to participate. I don't want to give them any of my money or my attention. So my wife hasn't watched football in years. But TV was sucking so bad yesterday. I actually put. I said, "Well, baby, you want to? Baby, it's okay. I'm read. I was re. I was actually reading the Bible, Mister Man. Okay, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna. I, I'm sitting here going through my one year Bible. You want to put on? We'll put on some football for you, baby. See how it, it works for you after so many years. So we put on the football game, and they immediately start cutting the Taylor Swift in the stands, or in the special celebrity box thing, she said said. I actually heard that crap live where the guy called her his wife. I heard that live. What did my wife say? Oh, nobody, that's it. And we she turned off the football. She was not interested. <laughs> she wanted, didn't want to watch it. I it tried, did get dude. It irritating
4: after a while.
0: Well, is that all it is now? Is that every time yeah. they play, it's gonna cut to a
4: cut to freaking Taylor Swift there uh waving her arms around and stuff? Because it was a decent game. Was it a I, good game? I enjoyed it, you know, but i decided, you know, maybe we should create a drinking game. Every time they mention or show Taylor Swift. People would knock be schnockered,
0: man. They'd be black. Yeah. they'd be blotto blackout drunk in fifteen minutes, but based upon what I saw. Right. I don't. I may be shooting fish in a barrel here and taking a big old chance, but there's some serious cross promotion going on here between Taylor Swift and football. Like it feels like a marketing thing. James Pledger is actually hanging out watching us do this show right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit of a marketing thing. No, James. Why well, you? You're, you're a sports guy. I am. Yeah. What, what do you think about all the Taylor Swift crap? Is it? I love it. Knock, you like it? You I love was- it.
2: See, the way this all st- even started right. was Travis Kelsey was going to go to one of her concerts when she performed in Kansas City. Right. And he made her one of their friendship bracelets, which is apparently a big deal in the Taylor Swift, like. He's universe. a grown
0: ass man. He made somebody a friendship bracelet. He
2: did. And it had his <laughs> phone number on it. Oh, God. <laughs> but she didn't see anybody before the show. So he never got to meet her. He Ugh. talked about it on his podcast, and which that's... he and Ke- he and his brother do this podcast together, right. which is fantastic, right? And word got through to her about him telling this story, and they kind of started dating from there.
0: And now they're doing it.
2: They have been doing it.
0: Well, you know they they're doing it. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there for everybody. Do you don't think? But it kind of works for him professionally, doesn't it? Allegedly cross- pre- allegedly doing it, yeah. Well, if they're not doing it, something's wrong.
2: I'm just saying. I don't care what I got. Well, I'm just saying. But it brings a whole new demographic into the sport. Well, yeah. It's cross-promotion. It's yes. a marketing thing. Each each hand her is washing the life,
0: other. Her personal life is a marketing ploy. And now the NFL's getting a lot of eyes on them that they don't normally get. Mm-hmm. The Swifties are watching football.
2: Jersey sales.
0: Jersey sales. A lot are on of
2: 87 there. jerseys in Kansas City going out.
0: See... Well, as soon as Taylor showed up, my wife didn't want to watch anymore, and she's been a lifelong
4: football fan. I don't no, know see, what those people are doing. What? I thought at some point they would announce that she was going to be the halftime show at the <laughs> Super Bowl this year. I did, too. Is that, yeah, like, what the I next thing people about. are
0: waiting for? Is that what they're waiting for? All right. No. I'm, fe- I'm feeling cynical towards all this. I'm just saying.
2: Oh, you're saying the fix is in. I bet, Taylor, I bet, I bet
0: Taylor puts ketchup on her tamales alright we We'll take a little break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. And i uh, got a th- couple of things going on. Oh, I- I'd ask my wife uh, if, if she's ever had ketchup on tamales because that's been a big point of contention on the show today. Battle lines are being drawn. And then I got to talk about this migrant thing. Um, my wife says, no, I don't think I've eaten them with ketchup. I use salsa or green chili. So my wife uh, is claiming she's never had ketchup on tamales. James, you could be breaking up my marriage with this stuff. Why can't, come between she, us. why
3: can't she try it too?
0: Well, I, I, maybe we'll both try it tonight. Yeah. I I mean, got you can, uh, both it. Okay. can both hate it. It's okay. You can both yeah. hate it. So we'll give it a shot. Um, <laughs> but your
3: mother-in-law is correct.
0: Well, I don't know if she likes ketchup on tamales Oh, or not. I thought you said she did. No, I was just being funny. Oh. I don't know if she does or she doesn't. Damn it. This could really cause division in my house. Um, speaking of a divided house, uh, the Daily Mail broke this story, oddly enough, uh, that we are, in fact, running uh, or warehousing illegals down by the airport. Uh, There is a hangar there, hangar warehouse kind of a place. And it's uh, been accepting migrants for almost a year, eight months. And the Daily Mail has photographs of this thing and people going in and out. And I guess there are security guards on site that are telling people not to take pictures of it. Uh, folks, uh, let's see, uh, on the city council are saying that they didn't know anything about this. Uh, Mark White saying when I, I, I didn't know anything about when I found out about this, I lost my mind. What the hell is going on uh, next to the airport? And this is interesting because I actually have, I heard about this, uh, hell, I don't know, uh, a while ago. Well, I guess damn near a year ago. Where people were sending me messages, I think my wife was actually hearing from folks saying there's something going down going on down at the airport. We're seeing little kids looking out of these windows of some of these facilities out here. And I guess now we have proof, James, right? This is uh,
3: Yeah, we had a caller call us and tell us about it. We did. And it was sort of in that Nakoma area and those back, right. back warehouses. Was what she was saying. So I'm trying to find the picture. We did get a call on the air. That's
0: right. I yes. forgot about that. That's where we found out about it.
3: Yeah, this is that area that she was talking about. Oh my and God. She was months ahead of this story. Yes. I forgot
0: about that, that we actually was a caller on the air. And I guess it's, we now know it to be true, according to the Daily Mail. Uh, and apparently they've been, uh, shuffling people through this thing for about eight months, which would track with about what we, when we heard about it, how do you feel about that? <laughs> how does that make you feel? Um, we're currently breaking records, uh, as far as the amount of people, uh, traipsing across the border, uh, it was a uh, 12, one day on Tuesday. Which was just a few days after we broke the record with 10,000 people in one day. And now, apparently, here in San Antonio, we're putting them up in uh, privately owned, I would assume, uh, hangars and warehouses uh, down by the airport. And uh, you know, people are here at, at the city leadership level are, are acting like they don't know anything about this. Well, somebody's got to know something about it. Just didn't happen in a vacuum. And I don't know if you're picking up on this on the timeline, uh, that more people are coming across the border, The I would assume, the closer we're, we're getting to the election. Now, we're less than a year out from the next election, the presidential election, and illegal immigration isn't maintaining its rates, it's not going down, it's going up. Almost feels like people are saying, or maybe they're being encouraged or being told this, that, hey, if things go south, so to speak, uh, with American leadership, this door may swing shut. So you better get on in here now. Again, we, we've been at this for however many years, three over three years since Joe Biden got, in, got into office. I mean, you remember within the first week he was rolling back immigration policies, Trump-era immigration policies, and actively encouraging people to come here. Well, why not? They get all kinds of free crap. If you could survive your sponsorship by the cartels. So we've had an opened wound on our southern border that's been gushing blood and hemorrhaging for all these years, and now it's getting worse. Now, you know, I don't know how you feel about this stuff. I don't know how we turn it. When you got millions of people that are now in this country illegally, I don't know how you turn that stuff around. Certainly if we do have some leadership change, and frankly, if it's Donald Trump, he'll uh, shore up that border fairly quickly. But how do you come back from millions upon millions of people coming into this country illegally? As far as the infrastructure, how you support them, what's their place in the economy? I don't know. All I know is it's bad. Chris, how are you? Hey, I'm all right, Sean. What are you thinking? uh, Ketchup is
1: is good. uh, (laughs) Other men, like, is hot sauce. What's this? What hot sauce. Ketchup is hot. Uh, white man's hot sauce.
0: Ketchup is the white man is honky hot sauce, huh? That's correct. But it's not spicy unless you make it spicy.
1: Well, you can't make it spicy. Whataburger has a spicy.
0: Yeah, thing. I know that, but I mean, ketchup in and of itself isn't spicy. Just in its natural state, its naturally That's occurring right. state.
3: That is correct.
0: Right, I gotta go. Uh, here's Alex. Alex, how are you?
3: <laughs>
1: hey, hey. No white man ketchup. Come on, man. If you're gonna have something with some <laughs> Chile in it, you gotta have Chile, Chile. Your wife can. Your, your wife knows all about that.
0: Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll try just because uh, on the advice of James Trevino, I'll give it a shot. We'll see.
1: All right. Well, let's get to let's get to the matter at hand. Yeah. The invasion of America. Right. Okay. And that's what it is. When I joined the Navy back in 1976, I swore an oath to my country to uphold the constitution right. of the United States, not some lousy politician that arbitrarily decided one day that the immigration system's broken, so open up the gates and let them all come in. <laughs> right. And now we're talking about in San Antonio, we've uncovered another center that's costing a million dollars a month basically right now we're up to over what per year over 20 million dollars a year that the people of san antonio are footing the bill for and they would have hidden it and kept it hidden if they could have yeah okay and they will again all right until people wake up to the fact you don't have a country anymore all right your politicians have sold you down the river and until you decide that you're going to do what we did in 1776, you're going to keep getting the more of the same. You can go vote all you want. Right. Because until you clean house down to the foundations, you're going to continue to get the government you deserve.
0: I can't disagree with anything you just said, man. I'm, I'm up against the clock here, but thanks for the call, Alex. Uh, I agree. Look, Trump said it all those years ago. You don't have a border. You don't have a country. And we don't have a border, and apparently we're spending tens of millions of dollars here in San Antonio to put these folks up. And oddly, uh, the city leadership doesn't want you to know about it. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. We'll take a little break. Um, And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. And uh, We're talking about um, this hangar, this warehouse uh, down by the airport that the Daily Mail, a British newspaper, uh, has broken the story that, you know, this is where they're housing migrants. And it's been a big secret. And I had forgotten that we had taken a call and we had heard some stuff a few months ago on this show. About people saying, I think they're stashing migrants down by the airport. And I think we talked about it uh, a few times, but we didn't really have the verification.
3: No, we didn't.
0: We didn't have any verification. So I remember us talking about it. I was like, well, we don't know, but this is what people are telling us. And what we kept hearing, what I kept hearing is people are in that area, and they're seeing like little kids looking out through the windows and stuff. And yet this particular hangar was closed or what have you
3: well it's on a public street so it's not inside the fence of the airport because the lady uh, that was taking the pictures that the daily mail used uh, was told by the security officer that they need to leave she said no we're on a a public street wow so this is not inside the fencing of the
0: airport so a lot of people probably were driving by maybe seeing stuff here and there because it feels like it's almost been a buzz in the town uh, over the past few months, and now we have verification. Somebody's got some, spl- some splaining to do, man. <laughs> Sorry to put it that
3: way, but... So does our media locally. We yeah. had to have people across the pond discover
0: the this? The Daily Mail figured this one out, and no local outlets figured this one out.
3: Or are the local outlets not doing their job? Maybe they don't want to
0: figure it out, or maybe they didn't yeah. want to report it because they want this to happen because they're propagandists instead of actual Journalists! Uh, the, the the border thing just stinks all the way around man it's it, it, you know i mean I, again when you're talking about i mean let alone what we're finding out now here in san antonio that this has been this thing this building has been used for this purpose for 8 months is what we're hearing i i suspect maybe it's been longer i don't know cuz we've had a you know a lot of people flowing into this town for a lot longer than 8 months
3: and if they're spending our money, the municipality's money, can't we find out uh, where that's coming from? Like, what budget? And I would hope, yeah. Who owns, who owns the building? It's, are they getting paid by
0: the city to do this? Yeah, I mean, the, the city take it over?
3: So many questions.
0: There are a lot of questions in regards to this, man. Again, if you're just tuning in, and Trey was talking about this as well, uh, uh, a British newspaper, the Daily Mail, has... Published a story that there is a hangar. It looks like a big warehouse, but I guess it's a hangar technically or whatever. It's got a big big old door where you could drive airplanes into it, right? Uh, has been used to house illegals in the city of San Antonio, and nobody officially is claiming they know anything about it. Uh, again, we started hearing murmurs about this uh, a few months ago. And, James, that's a fair point. Why didn't any of the local papers or any of the local news folks figure this one out? And why is that? So, again, this this is going to be a bigger and bigger story as we move through the week. Because, again, we're breaking records at the border with the amount of people who are coming in on a daily basis. And apparently here in San Antonio, allegedly, still toss that word in. When they get here if we I guess don't know what to do with them or don't have the space for them down at the resource center which isn't a very big place. I mean, I've been there. It's not a very big location for a lot of t- t- where you can house. You certainly can't house a bunch of people. But they're shoving them into into this uh into this warehouse uh, so yeah, a lot of questions involving who's paying the money, where's what budget's the money coming from? What part of city government is it coming from? Who actually knows it's going on?
2: Run
3: wrong sorry
0: nuremberg nuremberg will respond with, well i can't keep him in my garage <laughs> i mean it's an operation that's been going on for a while it costs millions of dollars a year apparently to, to house these people and do this so somebody downtown had to know this was going on it didn't just happen these folks didn't just appear under a mushroom, you know, like elves, and we had to put them someplace.
3: Apparently, we just have so much money we can just apparently throw it around, bring uh, them all.
0: And apparently, and uh, this is uh, at the same time that everybody's facing uh, an uptick uh, in, CPS. in their in their CPS bills. Are it, where's that money? Is that are you making the connection in your brain? Because I know I am. Anybody anybody putting ketchup on tamales down there by the airport? <laughs> you know, I you know this this is one of those stories that's going to take on more and more interest, I think, as we move through the week.
3: I bet it'll be national by tomorrow. Yeah. Because everyone uses the Daily Mail. They do. Yeah. I do. Fox News. They find yeah. crap out of everybody else. Thank you, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, uh,
0: Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye we